What's going, everyone? What's going on, everyone? Welcome to 49ers After Dark, a special earlier version of 49ers After Dark, sort of an instant reaction to today's practice. That's Jesse Naylor. I'm Grant Cohn. And the topic for today's show is the real story of this team right now. Is it Brock Purdy's interceptions in practice? Is it the quarterback position in general? Or is it something else, bigger? We'll talk about that. First, there's news. There's a report that John Lynch didn't want Trey Lance. I think we got that. But, but that he wanted Justin Fields instead of Trey Lance. And that's very interesting. I've, the first I've heard of that, it seems like if reports like that are coming out now, that could, and they're true, could signify some type of division inside the front office. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I, first of all, I, I definitely do question these reports. Justin Fields does not seem like the type of quarterback that John Lynch would want. One. And this is the first we've heard of it. But I, I would say this. If there is division, and I, I think you and I both agree that there's certainly division when it comes to Trey Lance in this front office. But when a player like Trey Lance is perceived to not pan out and another player that was in that same draft class is perceived to either have panned out or is trending in that direction, that's when coaches and front office guys always want to come out and take credit. They wait until yeah. they wait until I they see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's the guy I wanted. Just like, yeah, just like Josh Allen was a guy that Kyle Shanahan wanted, right? After but the fact, after the fact, of course, after he was already good. Like everyone wanted Dak Prescott after the fact too. I yeah. think Chip Kelly came out and said, "Like, actually, I wanted Dak." Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was drawing yeah. up planes for or uh, plays for him when I was on a plane. It's crazy. No, I was going to bring that up. Thank you for going there. <laughs> no, real quick, because I wanted to say is like, yeah. Remember John Lynch? What, what they went to Justin Fields pro day. For and sure. when asked about it, John Lynch was basically said, Kyle didn't give a damn about it. He was focused on Trey Lance. That's, that's what he said. And mm -hmm. now this comes out. Yeah, I, I just feel like when things like this start coming out, that starts to show fractures or splinters in the locker room. So I'm not saying it's the end of the world, but you're starting to see guys in this front office potentially covering their own ass. And that is never a good thing. I wanted them to draft Trey Lance over Justin Fields. We discussed this for like a long time mm -hmm. because we felt that Lance could be more of a traditional quarterback. Like he could do the running things, but that he'd be better from the pocket. But then when Kyle Shanahan called him a dual threat and we saw how he used him the first two years, that made me feel like he probably should have drafted Justin Fields. If Agree. Looking yes, for a dual yes. threat quarterback to sort of do yes. the things you did with RG3, like that was the guy. And yeah. I don't think that was even that hard of a, call i think you should have been able to see that if that's what you're looking for yeah 100 i i totally agree with that when we were looking at the system that we thought would be implemented with trey lance it's like okay i see why he makes sense 39 percent under center calls his own protections sure. his own audibles all those things right that makes sense play action. Trey lance but if you wanted to go with this dual threat guy shotgun easy easy spread. choice was justin fields easy Absolutely. Like, how did you miss that? I, I I don't understand that one at all. So maybe this is true. And again, yeah. it would kind of fit with Kyle not taking certain people seriously. He didn't take Patrick Mahomes seriously. He didn't take Justin Fields seriously. Why? Because of the system they were in in college? I don't know. Is that a good yeah, reason? Yeah, you think about it, though. So let's say this is true and Justin Fields pans out and Trey Lance doesn't. Then this is essentially John Lynch saying, hey, man, 
I gave you two elite guys. You didn't want to draft them. So if we're firing anybody, it should be him, not me. After they drafted Trey Lance, I remember Sean McVay had Kyle Shannon on his Flying Coach podcast and was like, hey, I didn't expect that. I thought you were going to go with Mac Jones. Why'd you go with Trey Lance? And Kyle sort of muttered something about 11-on-11 football. And that was after that was back when the Niners were really dominating in the run game with 10-on-11 football. And it made sense, but I mean... Can you imagine if, if again if that was the motivation then Justin Fields probably should have been the pick and can you imagine what this run game would look like if Justin Fields were on the field handing off instead of Brock Purdy Yeah but uh, you know then the other part of me thinks I don't know if it would have worked with Justin Fields I mean I think there's things that Fields this is why I didn't want him to draft Fields I feel like there are things that Justin Fields did in college and still does that would have Kyle pulling his hair out so I have oh, no, no idea. doubt. There's no question about it. Do you know what Kyle would have done with Justin Fields if they had drafted Justin Fields? I'll tell you what he would have done. He would have benched him his first year. He would have sat him for a year. <laughs> yeah. And then he probably would have gotten injured just like every other quarterback gets injured. And you'd be coming into year three being like, man, Justin Fields a bust. He sucks. <laughs> probably true. He hasn't done probably anything. <laughs> Meanwhile, Trey Lance is somewhere else. No one talking about him because he's on some anonymous team. There's no pressure. Boy. The nine, someone asked, uh, Jack Hammer asked uh, Kyle Shanahan today about like all the negative. Great question, talk. by the way. It was a great question. And Kyle just said like it comes with the territory with the uh, being a high pick. Yeah. And when you trade up for that pick too, I mean, you multiplied it. This is sort of the Niners doing. They multiplied the pressure and they haven't done anything to take it down until today. I don't know. Yeah, but shouldn't that come with the territory of Kyle Shanahan as much as it does Trey Lance? Yeah. Like, shouldn't he be getting ridiculed as hard as Trey Lance is? I feel like Trey Lance has just taken all this stuff from the media and, and everybody's just, it's cool. Kyle Shanahan's not the guy that picked him or traded up for him or anything. What's weird about the timing of this report, like, you know, Justin Fields, is that Brock Purdy is having a great training camp. I mean, he's lighting it up, Jesse. <laughs> you would think that everyone in the 49ers front office would just be nodding their heads and saying, we did it. We did yeah. it. We got the next Joe Montana. Let's pop a bottle. But no, they're talking about Justin Fields. Like, what? How? Why? It's interesting. That is interesting. It's almost like I this quarterback know. room competition thing isn't panning out like they hoped. <laughs> I like how you ask questions. Maybe. Throughout. Maybe. I don't know. Could it be? <laughs> All right. Let's. I think that gets us to our next topic. Yeah. Do interceptions matter in practice? Because if they do, that's not good for Brock Purdy. He is all about throwing interceptions in practice. And maybe he's just a generous guy. Maybe he likes making the defense feel good. Maybe he likes living dangerously. I don't know. But through 12 practices, this dude has thrown 10 picks, four pick sixes, and seven other passes that got dropped. And that's just 11 on 11s. There's more in seven on sevens. Remember when they're playing poker on an Austin Powers? And he's like, sir, you have a seven. I suggest you hit. And he's like, no, I also like to live life dangerously. Like that? yeah, That's I what that reminded me of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. But if you listen to Kyle Shanahan, he says they do matter. Now, it's not like he's saying the sky's falling, but he says, I want my quarterbacks to protect the ball all the time. I think for certain quarterbacks, it does matter in certain positions. And Brock Purdy is one of those quarterbacks that I think it should matter. Now, I want to be clear about this. Games certainly matter more than practice. And once the games start, these practices aren't going to mean anything necessarily, but neither are those seven or eight games from last year. And here was a, here's what I mean by that. 
Right now, we're trying to predict what Brock Purdy is going to be this season. Everybody assumes that that seven or eight game stretch is exactly who he is. What they're forgetting is two things. One, he was kind of turnover prone in college. Now you're seeing it again in practice. So is Brock Purdy the guy that we saw for eight games or is Brock Purdy the guy that we saw in college a little bit and these practices? And then also let's add in that he's coming off of a major injury and surgery. So to me, if we're trying to predict what he's going to look like, these practices post-surgery that match more what he was in college tell the story of what he might be just as much as those seven or eight games pre-injury. That's just me. All I, yeah, all I know is that interceptions in practice were an issue for Jimmy Garoppolo, and then they were an issue for him in games too. So it did carry over for him. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's going to throw as many in games, but it was an issue for Jimmy in both settings. I expect it to be an issue for Brock in both settings because – he threw a fair amount of picks last year, too. His, his interception percentage was 2.4 last year, which I think is fairly average. But he had a lot of potential interceptions dropped, and that's luck. I mean, you're always going to have some interceptions dropped, but I, I could actually – I'd love to calculate his interception percentage in training camp, and I could come fairly close. If you give me an hour when I'm done tonight, I can do it. Um, but I venture to think it's above three, maybe above four, and that's Jameis Winston territory. And if he starts doing this and his interception to INT ratio was like one to one and he's throwing a bunch of picks, you just, I'm not, maybe he's the best option on the team. I don't know. They don't know. Sure. But like, that's not a, it's not good enough. It's not good enough to win a Super Bowl. That's all that matters. No, no, no. That's, that's very key because it, it's funny when, when you talk about Brock Purdy, it always comes with, yeah, but Trey Lance. That's not the that's not the issue anymore. We're talking about can the 49ers win a Super Bowl? And yes, Brock Purdy can be the best option, but that doesn't mean he's a good enough option. And I think that's a very important distinction to make. When you look at Brock Purdy's turnover worthy plays last year, he was around 3.5, which would place him at 17th best in the NFL. So the turnover worthy plays were there. Maybe a lot of them weren't converted into interceptions or what have you, but there is kind of a trend there that says, hey, he will put the ball in harm's way for sure. No doubt. And I think a lot of people would say, you know, better to throw interceptions in practice because yes. theoretically it's a diagnostic. You know, it's there, there's no there's no downside. You're, you can learn from these mistakes. And that would be fine if he were learning from these mistakes. But I see a guy who's making the same mistakes every day. And that's why I feel like this is an issue. Like, for example, today. He, uh, Josh Dubo asked me, who do you think is going to have the pick six today? We're, we're jerks. You know, we're, we're real jerks. <laughs> and I said, uh, Curtis Robinson, just to be a jerk. So it was Curtis Robinson. It, the first pass goes right to him. And he just, there's no one around him. Just a, 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 a pass directly to a linebacker and he drops it. He did it, he did it again a half an hour later mm. to the same linebacker. And then he also threw another interception. But, like, he made the same mistake twice in the same practice. Like, he's also thrown uh, – he's thrown four pick sixes this year. Three of them are just late passes in the flat, like intercepted by the safety. Two by Gibson, one by uh, Hafunga. Like, he's made the same mistakes over and over and over again because there's not that many throws he can make. He's, he's kind of limited. He has to throw these throws. Uh, he, I mean, what – what else is he going to do? Run? 
it's interesting because one of the arguments that he even kind of made this argument, people asked him like, Hey, what's, you know, you, you did turn the ball over in college. Like what's different here in the NFL. And he's like, listen, I got so much talent around me. It's easy not to play hero ball, which may be true, but let's say the arm strength is not where it was last year. Remember he came out of college with a much weaker arm and then built up over the offseason, which was fantastic. He added about five miles per hour to, to his ball speed, which is significant. So let's say it's back to where it was pre-building up, coming off of this injury. You may have the talent around you, but if you don't feel like you have good enough arm strength, then you might start to press and force the ball as well. So now all of a sudden the talent is there, but you're still pressing the way you did in college, feeling like you have to play hero ball because your arm strength isn't something you can count on anymore. There's two things I like about the way Brock Purdy throws. Not to be too critical, but he is really good at throwing on the run. I like yeah. the fact that you can roll him out left and right. He can make mm -hmm. people miss. He has some really cool highlights. I like his arm angles run. too. I like how he can throw from That's different what I arm angles. That, yeah. th those are the two things to me. Yep. How he throws on the run and just like, I know it sounds stupid like screen passes, but like he's great at throwing screens. All the different sure. little arm angles. If there's a guy in his, he can, he can under, I mean, He's nice, and that's a big part of the Niners' offense where Trey can be a little robotic in that in that one particular area sometimes. So mm -hmm. I love that about Brock Purdy's game, but there's really nothing else I love about his arm. Like the release isn't quick. The zip isn't there. The, the trajectory on the deep passes is low. Um, when he just has to drop straight back in the pocket, like I'm not thinking something good's going to happen. Now, once he starts scrambling, that's a different story. But if he's staying put in the pocket, I just now, – now, after training camp, I'm thinking interception. Interception. Or sack. Yeah. Well, and then a lot of this comes back to – and there's so many questions. There's there's the surgery. There's, you know, who is Brock Purdy really? How does he handle the pressure of being the number one guy? Uh, how much is Kyle Shanahan handcuffing him based off of his comments where he said, you know, I got to play more within Kyle's system and stop doing my own thing? Like – these things all matter, and we're going to get the answers eventually. But for right now, we're trying to speculate and figure out who he is. Yeah, these interceptions, when it comes to that speculation and trying to figure that out, definitely come into the equation. No doubt about it. If Brock Purdy throws 15 picks in camp this year and then goes in the regular season and throws seven and wins the MVP, I'll yeah. shut up about this forever. But all I know is it was an issue for, as I said earlier, it carried over for Jimmy. I think it carried over. We saw this be an issue for Brock already. I'm concerned and, until I see him in a game and this is an issue. It feels like this is going to be an issue. The first thing I said was it matters for certain players. So right now I'm saying it matters because there's just not a big sample size on Brock Purdy. Right. If Brock Purdy does what you said or he just comes out and plays really well again this year, doesn't throw a lot of yeah. interceptions, if he starts to do this again next camp, we're going to say no big deal because we've right. seen him do it in camp. And right. we've seen him now have two seasons without doing it. That That's a whole different right. story, right? But what's crazy is a lot of people would say, no, it's not a big deal right now. Brock Purdy's mm -hmm. established. Leave him no, alone. The guy won seven games. He's a gamer. I mean, what, he's a freaking he's, – he's shown it. Yeah. Like, nah, man. Like, he has seven starts. Freaking – Trey has four. I guess you could call it four. Um, if Trey did this today in a practice, 11 of 20 with two picks and a, and a drop pick, I mean, we saw what happened when he had like good numbers in this in, in this game. I mean, everyone's like, "Oh yeah," but you didn't see the context. Sure, right? Yeah, yeah. What if it was eleven of twenty with two picks? Like, 
no one would have been like, oh, he made some nice plays. It would have just been, no. it would have been bad. And, and Brock Perry doesn't get that treatment ever because he won seven games. What do you need to see? It's crazy. Yeah. And like I said, those seven games are great, but they were also before an injury. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot, there's a lot games. that's happened since he stepped off the field against the Dallas Cowboys. There's a lot that's happened. So let's see it. Yep. Gammon Brown says, uh, at Jesse Flav tweeted a, uh, a video <laughs> showing the difference between what JT O'Sullivan said about Trey last year on your show versus this year. Thoughts? Um, well, what he said last year, the question that I posed to him that I imagine Flav's alluding to is I asked him who he thinks could be the starting quarterback for the 49ers if they want to win a Super Bowl between Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. And he said Trey Lance because we kind of know what Jimmy is and there's a lot of potential for JT O'Sullivan. What JT O'Sullivan said yesterday is simply a one preseason game snapshot. It's not an indictment. He never once made sweeping judgments saying that Trey Lance is this or is this. He's simply breaking down one game. And I tend to agree with most of what he said. I didn't think that Trey Lance played that great. I gave him a C minus, but I'm not all of a sudden out on Trey Lance completely. And I would imagine that if we asked JT O'Sullivan the same thing, he would say, yeah, I saw some things that I didn't like. I'm not necessarily out on him completely either. Brooks says when it was Javon Kinlaw versus Grant, everybody on the team had something to say, but they are uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically quiet now. Woj meme, why is that? About what? Either your coverage of Brock Purdy or maybe the way people are talking about Trey Lance. I don't know. I can I go know. either Sorry, way Brooks. with that one. Uh, Bang Bang says, kind of sad that Raheem was the first to stick up publicly f uh, for Trey, but no current teammates person. Wow. Maybe that's what Brooks was talking about. Yeah. Kind of sad that Raheem Mostert was the first to stick up publicly for Trey, but no current teammates personnel would have. You want me to read what he said? Raheem Mostert? Yeah. I mean, it's in context with this. So he came out and said, hey, man, y'all need to stop disrespecting him like this. This is crossing the damn line. Yeah. Everyone has something to say, but can't back up their own BS. That's Raheem Mostert talking about Trey Lance. I agree, man. I think it's been extremely gratuitous with Lance. I don't know. I've never seen a guy get criticized and scrutinized like this. I've never seen it. T I, have, I imagine like yeah, nobody, no quarterback ever no. has been scrutinized at this level uh, after four starts. It's never happened. Ever. I, ima I imagine, I know Brooks' stance on a lot of things. I imagine that Brooks is talking about the way that Trey Lance is being treated more than anything. And... I agree with them because I do find it interesting. I'm sure a lot of these people that are talking about Trey Lance the way that they are um, also said that you were out of line the way that you handled the Kinlaw situation, and I, I find that interesting. Hmm. Uh, Ryan G. Hensley says it's not even dark in Florida. It's so true. This this totally this whole dark. show, the premise of this whole show is a lie. How about that? It's, all, it's, it's the foundation of the show is an absolute farce. Yeah, so what does that say about the rest of it? Cles <laughs> Limperio says, what up, fellas? Glad to see After Dark back. If the Niners sign Clowney or somebody, could that be a bad sign for extending Bosa? Take it sleazy, sleazy brothers. You really see there's a, a world where the Niners don't get this done? I don't. I, I don't. I just, I, but... I, to me, it's just like, how long does Bosa want to wait? How long? He's going he's gonna to sign up eventually, right? 
as long as the money's right. I mean, are the 49ers playing games? Uh, you you know Bosa and his team came to the 49ers and said, hey, bottom line is this. We want to be the highest paid defensive player of all time. And until you're ready to make that offer, don't call us. Like that's the way that this has gone. And the 49ers are like, well, hold on. We what about guaranteed money? Let's do it. And they're like, no, 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 no. We told you what we want. Make it happen. And we'll sit out the whole season if we have to. Like, that's what I believe the Boses are doing. Wow. So I, I think it's I up for the 49ers, the Niners. To meet those demands. I kind of respect the Niners for being tough. Like, dude, you've torn both ACOs and your core. You sure? I, I, I'm extremely <laughs> hesitant about the Nick Bosa experience going forward. The, pr- I know the you're problem not is say that. the you're problem not is, that. is no, 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 no. I, I don't mind you saying that, but the problem is if the 49ers are, are were hesitant to pay this kind of money, then they should have been hesitant during the draft and traded them at that point. Now it's too late. Now it's too late. I know, but if you could, if you could trade them like right now for Dak, would you do it? Uh, would I do it or would the 49ers do it? I, would you do it? I would do it. Yes. What about Lamar? Well, oh yeah. If I would do it yes. for Dak, I would do it for Lamar. Yes. Okay. So like any top 10 quarterback, would you do it for? Yeah, for sure. Me too. Me too. I mean, it's great to have Nick Bosa, but once, if he's asking for quarterback money, right, you got to pay him essentially like he's a top. 10 quarterback when he gets this contract he's going to be like a top 10 player in the league in terms of money i would think so he's making quarterback money and he does his job very well only problem is he doesn't play quarterback and it's the most important position it's a much more important position than defensive end he could get 20 sacks this year and a top 10 quarterback would be more valuable in my opinion so yeah what would have made trading bosa easier was when yannick was still out there like if you could have traded bosa for one of those guys and then signed yannick to kind of just ease through i would have felt much better about that agree um but the Niners have Cleveland Farrell so <laughs> Merlin Russell says I would love to imagine what Patrick Mahomes would do with these receiving threats CMC Debo BA and Kittle I don't think Mahomes would he's not a good scheme fit you know you, you need more of a game manager on the, so they just need a yeah. ball distributor that's what Flav said right they just need a point guard which is why true. Patrick Mahomes would never work here that's why Kyle didn't want him not that's a point true guard. I mean they need Chris Paul and Patrick Mahomes is Steph Curry nobody wants that <laughs> Saul Goodman says this quarterback debacle could end up blowing up everything. Could. Quana yeah. says, I said last year, I said this last year and I got, they don't matter. Dropped interceptions don't count, but you're still throwing interceptions for them to be dropped. It was consistent. Yeah, it seems like you're looking at the process, right? You're throwing, you're throwing out a defender and he either catches it or doesn't, but whether or not he catches it or doesn't, doesn't is beside the point. You already messed up. Yeah, I mean, they seem to matter a lot on Sunday, right? Well put. Bass Spokane Niner fan says, how many of the interceptions are contributing to the Niners' defense knowing Brock better than the league? That's what we. That's what I thought, but then he threw... Until they played the Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was rough. Yana Vander, Middlecoff had the uh, percentage BCB is better than last year. Middlecoff had the percentage BCB is better than last year. Okay. Uh, Jonathan says, does the criticism about the throws and picks and arm talent end if he continues to win games or will this be another Jimmy G situation? Oh, it's going to be another Jimmy G situation. Are you kidding? We just did this for five years. They're doing it again. He could go, he could go 14 and three this year, but if he flames out in the playoffs, you know, you know, you know, in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, if he falls apart, we're going to be having this conversation again. Yeah, I mean, good, whether he plays good or bad this year, to me, I, I've 
am very consistent. I want to see three years of majority playing time for quarterbacks before I make a full decision. And we'll see. We'll see what this year looks like, and then we'll see how that parlays into next year for him. Parlay. Ooh, that's a nice parlay. little foreshadow for Speaking later. Parlay. Chicken Square 71 says, Jimmy was an interception machine, and Brock is going in the same path. I love the show, guys. Keep it up. Well, I mean, Kyle did say that Jimmy Garoppolo is the best quarterback they've had since Steve Young. So maybe, I mean, Brock's just trying to do what Kyle wants. Morgan yeah. says, Jesse, is Grant actually married or has he been lying to us this entire time? He's actually married. It's crazy. Did you know that Grant was married? I don't know if people knew you were married. He's married. It's a fun fact. <laughs> Antonio says, window, it's closed. We just don't say it yet, but it's here. No O-line, no quarterback, no depth. We'll uh, is that the real story of the team right now? No, Fish and Chips <laughs> says, I'm going to stay in my darkness retreat till week one. <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> says, I love your content. Only negative is dealing with all the fans on Twitter thinking the building is on fire after your videos and team is dead in the water. Twitter is like, people get upset, man. People don't. So upset. We need Grant versus spreadsheets. My money's on Grant. You know, I want to say something real quick. Uh, I sat next to David at the game and me and him have been hanging out and watching practice together. David's a really nice guy. David's like way nicer than me. And I've like, you know, <laughs> been kind of like a little bit of like a schoolyard bully on Twitter with him a little bit. I think he just muted me and ignored it. And ever I see him at work, he's always gives me a smile and says hi. And I feel awful. So I'm going to stop with spreadsheet stuff. He's a nice guy. He's doing his thing. I got no problem with David. If he takes it too far with Trey, I'll tell him to his face. But otherwise, I'm going to stop because he's really nice. He's like painfully nice. And it pisses me off that he's that nice. Stop, <laughs> David. <laughs> Brooks says I was referring to Mike Lombardi. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, that was uh, got it. Yeah. And then the next person came in and mentioned that no one on the team said anything. Yeah, both of you guys had it. It's true. Kenil yeah. Mason, what's good, Grant and Jesse? If Trey balls out versus Denver, will national media keep that same energy? <laughs> I guess oh. it'd be just preseason oh. again, I'm no. sure. Listen, I was texting friends before that game started, and I said, if he plays bad, you know what the narrative's going to be. And if he plays good, you also know what the narrative's going to be. It was only against funny. Yeah, against of course. Because, because now, here's what's happened. We've put together this baseline of who, or that preseason matters. Like, that's what everybody's told us. So I want that energy kept if he does play well next week. I'm not saying he will. I don't know. But if he does, then all of a sudden he's... The starter? I don't know. Like, how far do we take this thing? Keneal, oh, we got you. They're just going to discredit it because he's playing with backups. Hester says, I don't know if it makes sense that uh, John Lynch would be covering his ass with this leak considering he got fired. Could easily go back to broadcast and find a new position. Possible, Hester. Possible. Yeah, but he also, he was offered a lot of money to go find that new position and he, or to go to that new position and chose to stay here. So he does enjoy what he's doing, apparently. Niners rule says, Hey Grant, I did watch Trey season at North Dakota state. I don't remember a lot of screens. Maybe that's why he seems robotic while throwing screens, lack of experience. Yeah, I think that's probably, I mean, if till you have experience, you're not going to look too natural doing it. You're going to look a little robotic. I think he looks better though. Hakeem, the dream says Trey Lance is being treated unfairly, but no quarterback has been crucified like Alex Smith, Lowell Cohn, Tim Kawakami and Killian trashed Alex without mercy. So did I, so did I. I was guilty of that. Yeah, but did the yes. national media pile on like this? I don't, I mean, I don't know. This is like, here's the thing I have zero issue if you talk football. But the way these people are talking about him, it's like he shouldn't be in the league. 
that I mean, that's just so over the top. Or oh, when his mom brought him out of his crib, he didn't like wh- who? What does that even mean? Yeah, what does what that even that mean? mean? I don't and even it's know. so that's disrespectful. Yeah. And 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 then you had Colin Cowherd a year ago saying, "Yeah, I mean, I talk about people that are bad people." First of all, Trey's a, from all yeah. accounts that you've heard from anybody who's anybody that has spent time with him, he's a really good person. But he's like, yeah, even if somebody's dead, if you're a bad person, I'm going to talk about it. Like, wow, that was that was how thing, he referred to Trey Lance. The, the 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 thing that sucks about Trey Lance is that it seems to me like he's done every single thing the Niners asked him to do. He has right? every single thing. Hey, man, go to this throwing coach that sucks and doesn't is not going to work. OK, I'll go and I'll be all in. Hey, man, sit for a year and support Jimmy. Great. I can do that. You know, hey, man, uh, run between the tackles. Fine, I'll do it. Hey, man, be around and support. Teach Brock Purdy the offense and support him when he's on the field. No problem. I'll do it. Like, what is the problem? Like, he's all in. He's on everything they've asked. They wanted him. I don't get it. I just don't get it, man. I just don't. It's so weird. It's so strange. They're they're implying like he did something wrong. Or, like, what? What? Well, he just... I don't know, like, and it just seems like you got this. You got, you got the the uh, the assessment wrong. You didn't develop him correctly, and now he's at fault. Cool. That's nice. Way to stick That's up for nice. your guy. Yeah. For life, Niner oh, says. I don't how think you got that last qu- one. I don't think you got that last one. Oh my bad. Sub Grant and Jesse, I love your collab videos all day. Good call, El Nano. Also, why is Grant the most hated? And yeah, the quarterback talk is cool, but really, what do you think of this O line? I need a deep dive. If possible. Well, yeah, we were trying to wait. Yeah, we're building up to that. Um, Why is Grant the most hated? I don't know. Am I? He's not afraid to go against the grain. And I think a lot of people really want to carry water for the 49ers and say that everything's good always. So I don't think that's what it is. You don't think that's what it is? I think it's just because I'm handsome. Oh, and he's married. People just resent. That I have so much going for me. This nose. <laughs> this is a nice nose. Look at this nose. Look at this nose. It's a good nose. It's a good it profile. It's a good profile. Got, yeah. I got it from my mama. That's right. Good El five Nano, o'clock shadow. This is like 1130 right now. I got to get this under control. <laughs> How did top 10 quarterback do with our O-line? That's a good point. It's a good point. Maybe until you get that right tackle figured out, you might not want to bring in any quarterback that you're actually spending money on. Yeah. Jonathan says, I want record predictions, fellas. How do you see the season ending now? I think I said 10 and 7, 11 and 6. I think 11 and 6 would be pretty fair. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I went so through I the schedule and I said 13 and 4, but then I said that I'll probably be wrong on one, so I'll go 12 and 5. So I'll stick to that. Uh, Baby Radiance says, I love your, yo, love your channel, bro. Keep up the good work, Grant. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yana Vander says, JT O'Sullivan's QB school is the real deal because he told you what you wanted to hear. Who is Sparta? Mm-hmm. Says, I love how JTO made a video on Lance's decision making. Have you seen his career numbers? Maybe he's the last person that should talk about that. JTO. Uh, yeah, but JT, you. here's the thing is a, is a lot of people. I JTO Sullivan came on my channel. I, I thought he was super nice. Uh, I've never, I have all things good to say about JT. And some people are not necessarily good players, but it doesn't mean they don't know what the hell they're talking good about. Good point. Like, I wasn't a good football player, although I was pretty good on the, you know, flag football in seventh grade, but I'm a great <laughs> film analyst. And I think that's another, 
example of what you're trying to talk about. SF Bay drummer says Lombardi <laughs> must have forgot that there are a lot of folding chairs on radio. Row. Sure. Yeah. Mass Martyr says they hate because you get more love. The love. I feel I think a lot Thank of you. I think a lot maybe you know what I, I think it is? I think a lot of people want attention and love from you and you don't give it to them. And so they just hate more and get frustrated. You should put your arm around some of these people. Maybe they need a father figure in their life. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me love you. You're not letting me love you. <laughs> you're treating them like Kyle Shanahan treats Trey Lance, and they don't like it. They think you're a hypocrite. I only have so much love to give, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to prioritize. The Gold Rush 561 says, uh, if it feels like Kyle Shanahan has a disconnect with Trey Lance ever since Trey Lance ditched uh, LSQB coaches for Jeff Christensen. Seems like Kyle Shanahan takes on Trey Lance are fake now. I thought he did a good job the other day really talking through what he saw from Trey Lance. I, I felt like that was genuine. Maybe I'm wrong, but I felt like it was genuine. 49ers daddy says, Jimmy Garoppolo, best quarterback in 20-plus years. Brock Purdy, best quarterback after three games. BP equals GOAT. Okay. I want to know. Steve. I want to know what. Hold on. I want to know what his top fifteen quarterbacks are because he has both Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo in there. I don't I, care so whose top fifteen quarterbacks are. Kirk Cousins is number one. We know that. <laughs> Stephen Draper countered uh, psyched FS1 crew on Trey Red Bull parrots. Don't get it. Sorry. Jonathan says, Grant is the abrasive friend you always want in your corner. I tried to say something other than abrasive, but Chad wouldn't let me. Am I that abrasive in real life? I don't think you're abrasive at all. I don't think that's so. not the vibe I got. I mean, Maybe. although you're completely different on social media than you are in person, from what I hear. Look, I'm sorry that I said that that I took the shot at him. I was like, "What? You, that, you don't even know? That's such a random. You could have said <laughs> anything." But all right, my bad, Akash. Sorry, I said that one. Time. Can we be friends, Akash? I'm sorry. I mean it. I do. He is a nice guy. I remember meeting him one time. He shook my hand. I shook his hand. Why do things got to get so weird all the time? Because social media and sports takes. But he took that. He just like randomly said, to, here's the thing about what Akash did. And I like Akash. He was like, it's a waste of your time to engage. Then he engaged with me for like two hours. Like, <laughs> two what are you talking hours. about? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Take your own advice. Uh, bang, bang, 415. said, so can we get a Fernando? Why? Why did I do that one time? It's, I got to get like a button. Have you seen that some people have things like that? You, like, you should. Yeah, yeah. You need like a stream deck so you can just play the Fernando for people. Yeah. Fernando. <laughs> Antonio says, Grant, if you get invited to have an interview in the national media, which ones would you accept or would you do it? Yeah, I would I would say yes to people. No one wants I'm too real. I think it's because I haven't shaved. They're like, if it was a five o'clock shadow, maybe, but that's mm. that's like a quarter to seven, man. That's too much. Niners rule says JT didn't JTO have an epic QB battle with Sean Hill? <laughs> <laughs> My egotistic aura says the Niners are the drama of every season. Why? Because they want me to make money. Matthew Sanders says trying to judge any of these quarterbacks behind this line is like trying to figure out how hot the nerdy girl with glasses in the 90s teen movie is. Invalid. <laughs> Should I read that slower? Trying to judge any of these quarterbacks behind this line is like trying to figure out how hot the nerdy girl with glasses is in the 90s teen movie. Invalid. You kind of know, though. No. Yeah, of like course. Like she's like, all that. Like they tried to make awesome. her look like she wasn't going to be that good looking, and she's all that. Yeah. But it's like, oh my god, they do it. Oh, because she's a movie star. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> oh, because she's a freaking movie. Jonathan says, "See, see what SoFi Grant drinks on me." I can't drink when I'm working, but thank you. You, the drinks are on you, and you'll drink them, <laughs> and enjoy them. Cone Junior, just a teddy bear, really great actor. 
I'm just a teddy bear. It's true. Thank you for calling me a great actor. Can we get a Fernando from chess? No, zero chance of that happening. <laughs> you know what's on. funny? Actually, actually, somebody asked me to sing one time and I was like, all right, you ready? Here we go. And then I just ended the stream. <laughs> They're like, wow. what the hell happened? <laughs> I feel like you would have range. I feel like no, you would have a zero range. You'd have a zero no? range. Okay. No. So you're just, all right. Everyone's focused on JTO Sullivan's critique of Trey Lance. Haven't watched it yet. Sure. It's 45 minutes. I don't got 45 minutes. All right. Not yet. Maybe later. But you, but Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner also watched Trey Lance's performer. Kurt War Warner also played for Mike Martz. Kurt Warner is a Hall of Fame quarterback and an analyst. No disrespect to JTO, but I'd like, what did Kate, what did Kurt have to say? Jesse? Yeah, well, Kurt Warner also has a channel where he breaks down all 22. He went on Rich Eisen, and Rich Eisen asked him what he thought of Trey Lance, and he goes, yeah, I went back and watched the film because everybody was talking about it. I had to see it for myself. And he said, um, I did not think it was nearly as bad as people talked about. I think he's actually progressing, was his words on Trey Lance. I think it's, so let's get rid of him right now. This is the time. Because Brandon Allen is progressing a little bit more. Is Sam Darnold progressing? Here's what I find interesting about this quote, and I was talking with Ryan about it earlier, is that when Ryan had the whole dink and dunk thing this offseason, a lot of people used Kurt Warner against him because Kurt Warner disagreed, and it fit their narrative. So now I wonder if Kurt Warner disagreeing with J.T. O'Sullivan, not fitting the narrative for some people, if they're willing to listen to what Kurt Warner is saying here, or does J.T. O'Sullivan know more than Kurt Warner? I don't know. It's, it's just a thought. He also talked about Darnold, by the way. Um, they asked, Rich Eisen asked him about Darnold and said, well, you know, I mean, Darnold looks a lot more comfortable. It looks like he's going to be the number new, number two quarterback, right? And he said, yeah. He said, Darnold should look more comfortable, but when he plays week after week, we have not seen the consistency, and that's the problem with Sam Darnold, which is exactly what I said. <laughs> like Almost word for word, bar for bar, you're taking my stuff, Kurt Warner. No, he, uh, he literally, because that's the thing is Kurt Warner has been in this. I mean, excuse me, Sam Darnold has been in this league for a long time. He should look comfortable. That being said, you have 56 games that say he's yeah. going to turn over the ball when he plays yeah. multiple games in a row. So that's what I'm concerned about. I would expect him to look okay in these settings. I think it's really interesting that everyone has something to say about Trey Lance and no one cares about Sam Darnold. Like mm -hmm. Trey Lance could be Sam Darnold in two years. Sam Darnold was Trey Lance once upon a time. Third yep. pick in the draft. Everyone had something to say. Now everyone just agrees that he sucks and no one cares anymore to make the point. And it's almost like if this goes on a little bit longer, people might forget and think that he's good all of a sudden. Maybe that'll happen to Trey. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No one cares about Sam Darnold. Like everyone, like let's take Trey out of the equation for a second. Brock Purdy's yeah. over here throwing a million interceptions. Sam Darnold isn't. Does it, is it crossing anyone's mind that Sam Darnold might be better than Brock Purdy? Forget Trey Lance for a second. What about Darnold? I mean, what would Brock Purdy have looked like on the Panthers last year? Here's the thing: is it may have looked bad, but the same thing that I say about Trey Lance, I'm going to say for Brock Purdy. We don't know what they are yet, but I'll take my chances on those two players over Sam Darnold. People think experience means something, and it does if it's good experience. But when the experience shows it hasn't been good, does that automatically 
then trump the fact that these guys are inexperienced it shouldn't it's bad experience jimmy garoppolo yeah. showed a lot of bad experience should we trust jimmy garoppolo more like no i guess all i'm trying why am i sick enough for sam darnold i don't know <laughs> uh i'm trying to for the sake of the show um let's look at it this way trey and, and brock have only played for the 49ers that's mm -hmm. a very good team with some flaws sam hasn't uh, what would trey have looked like on Carolina last year. What would Brock have looked like on Carolina last year? Sam was okay on Carolina last year. I think you could say okay. He was okay. Yeah. He's okay. Like, would Brock have looked okay? On, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm just curious. The Niners are so certain they know who their best quarterback is. They never know who their best quarterback is. They didn't know last year. They might want to take a look at Trey and Sam with the first team offense like one more time. One more time. You might want to, because the maybe guy, whoever their third quarterback is on the depth chart is their best quarterback. So whoever wins QB three is their best quarterback. Like last, that's year. how it goes. Maybe that's possible. Yeah, yeah, because the Niners just get it backwards. <laughs> so anyway, Kurt Warner was. That's the way I looked at it. Is like, was he good in this game? Yeah. No, Trey Lance wasn't good in this game. But no one on the offense was good. Singling him out seems wrong and beside the point. And he did seem like he, he improved as the game went along and he did things that he wouldn't have done in the past. So cut him. Here's the other thing. What if JP Mason had caught that screen and he could have gone for a touchdown? I mean, there was a lot of room in front of him with blockers. Good point. So let's Good say point. he catches that screen and goes for a touchdown. If we had 50 yards and a, a touchdown to his stats, how do, how do people, especially the, 49er fans, they're going to have their their whatever their thoughts are. But the national media, what would their thoughts of Trey Lance have been if we just add that one thing to the stat line? I'm curious to see how the narrative might have shifted. Good point. Good point. We'll never know, but we'll never know. Uh, watched White Chicks last night. Hilarious, says Frank Tom Ocean. Your <laughs> it's first. very funny. It's a great, it's great, it's a great movie. They couldn't make that movie anymore. It's just too edgy. Jonathan says Trent is playing to not make mistakes. He isn't playing free and trying too hard to be perfect in everything uh, due to the situation he's in. Trent? Trey. I think he meant Trey. It probably oh. just corrected. Got you. Not a lot of Trey's uh, in his life, so he knows some Trent. Can you do the Sam Darnold progression thing? LOL. First read. <laughs> First read. First read. First read. First read. Second read. Second read. What is it? Second read. Ah, check that. <laughs> He's checking down a lot, man. He's like in practice. Oh my, I couldn't believe first it. Read. There was the day first that read. I gave him a B and people were like, how can you, it was my last day there, the Friday. And uh, I had to give context on every throw. I had to break it down. Cause I'm like, yeah, Sam Darnold today was 11 and 12. His only incompletion was a throwaway. I gave him a B. Let me break this down for you and tell you why I gave him a B because there's no way 11 of a 12 with one throwaway could mean that, right? Yes, it can. Yes, it can. <laughs> in Sam Darnold's defense, if your career is hanging by a thread, you're on your third team, mm -hmm. you're the third-string quarterback, and the coach is telling you the first-string quarterback is the real deal, and you watch him play, and all he does is throw little short, tiny little passes, you'd be like, all right, I can, I can do, do that. that. I can do yeah. that. <laughs> That's what I have to do to yeah. make it? In the okay, fine. Thank you. Have you seen me throw screens? They're I beautiful. That? <laughs> Greg Papa cares about Sam Darnold, says Khalil Camp. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Sanders says, or does JT O'Sullivan know more than Kurt Warner? Say that again slowly. I want to hear the echo. Put 10 toes in the ground and tell us, Jess. <laughs> hey, I like JTO. Leave him alone, all right? They, I think they both, like, 
JT, if you're watching, Kurt, if you're watching, you both do a really good job breaking down film much better than I could do. So thank you mm -hmm. for sharing sure. your insight. I really appreciate it. Still can't get rid of that bears ish with Jesse fish and chips. Oh, because on my second channel, I talk a lot about, I've had a lot of videos about the bears. That's funny. The gold rush 561 says, can you put BP on any other NFL team and they make it to the AFC NFC championship game or Super Bowl? Yeah. Carolina. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm being a hater. Uh, Dave, we don't know. Damian Jasso says, O-line is booty. How do they expect Trey to compete and develop in game and in training camp when the second the ball is snapped, the O-line gets beat and Trey's worried for his life? What competition is this? <laughs> he said his booty. <laughs> that's, not, that's not nice. Jonathan says, I tried to delete the chat before you got to it with the Trent mistake. We got it, though. We got it. It's Trey. It's Trey. It. What's up, Grant? Where's the coach at? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. He's been sick. Coach has been sick, man. He's been yeah, battling. So I. Can you tell that I'm sick? Not anymore. You just look disheveled. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take that. All right, real quick before we get back to our show, we got a new sponsor here, BetUS, which is just a phenomenal. Hold on. Just a second. <laughs> what you need to know, first of all. <laughs> no, hold on. This is do legit. your thing, I have man. to do this. This is great. So, look. I just figured out how to pin something to the chat. If you look at the chat, there is a, a link, the BetUS link. Click on it, and you can sign up. BetUS is a leading online betting platform offering a wide range of sports betting and casino games. And what's really nice about this place is it has a sterling reputation for reliability, security, and excellent customer service. Again, I don't know why you would need customer. Well, actually, I guess if you probably bet money, you might need to talk to somebody. But here's the thing. You can, you can bet on any sport, and you can do it on football, like football, basketball, soccer, baseball, soccer. Who doesn't want to bet on soccer right now? And what's nice is you can do pregame betting, live betting, parlays, and prop bets. So if you want to sign up now, do so in the chat. And what we're going to, like, seriously, when the season goes on, we're going to look up like different prop bets for the upcoming game. And we're going to have like a bet US sponsored segment between me and Jesse where we, we used to do over-under. It'll be like yeah. that. But it's going to be official, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And then you guys can bet uh, for yourselves. Again, check out the pin chat. Uh, it's betus.com slash grant. A little promo code. Sign up now. Get like 125% added to your first bet. Do that. Thanks for... All right, back to the show. Let's get back to it. Do it. Do it. Should the Niners take heat if they get a... Mm. <clears throat> <In English. clears throat> should, the Niner... <laughs> should the Niners take heat if they get rid of Trey Lance like my... Dad says they should. Who? My dad's going to be mad at you, so just keep in mind. It, oh, is he? He's Dang. watching. I heard he was heated yesterday. I he didn't did. get to watch it. I came in late. And His microphone was the, turned up. He just sounded chat. heated. Yeah. Oh, he's okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Hey. I'll, uh, shout out to Lowell, by the way. Appreciate dinner, man. Um, but it all comes down to Brock Purdy, really, is what it comes down to. If Brock Purdy is not the quarterback that the 49ers think he is, then yeah, they should take a lot of heat because they never really put forth the effort that they needed to to develop Trey Lance. And they bailed on it pretty quickly. If Brock Purdy's really good and he proves to be the franchise quarterback, then you win some, you lose some. So I I really think Brock Purdy is kind of that, that piece that is saving the 49ers from this Trey Lance controversy right now. Because everybody's putting everything on Trey Lance. But the moment Brock Purdy's not that guy, then people start to figure it out and go, wait a minute. 
but you're the one that drafted Trey Lance. We should be mad at you. And Brock Purdy's not very good either. So I think Brock Purdy is is really kind of the cushion between the 49ers taking that heat. Yeah, and he needs to like win the Super Bowl. It's not like good enough to be Jimmy Jr., Diet Jimmy, the Jimmy cover band. No. Jimmy wasn't good enough. That's why they had to trade all those picks Jimmy for Trey cover Lance. band? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, it kind of sounds like Jimmy. It kind of looks like Jimmy, but it's way cheaper than Jimmy. <laughs> They've got a residence at a speakeasy in Vegas. Perfect. That's that's great. <laughs> like, you can get in for like five bucks. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, on a Tuesday. But it's fun. I mean, you know, they play all the hits, and for it sounds sure. good. Yeah. You yeah. drink enough, and you're like, damn, this, this could be them. I'm having a great time. I should do this more often. This is a really <laughs> efficient use Jimmy. of my money. That's, that's good. All yeah. right. So, I, I mean, yeah, he, he, he needs to be a franchise quarterback. The way people talk about, the way people like Flav and Blobs and 80, 49ers, like, you know, that brigade, the, uh, that delegation, they talk about Brock like he's, like he's like Patrick Mahomes and then Brock. So, okay, he's I, he's got to be a franchise quarterback. He doesn't be better than Josh Allen or anything, but he needs to be a top 10 quarterback, not just the next game manager who could play well on this team. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He, he has to be the guy. He can't be a guy. He has to be the guy. So the it, freaking guy. Okay. Time's going to sell. That's It's going to take time, but yes, eventually they could – Deserve some heat for Trey Lance. Absolutely. Yeah, right now everyone's acting like, oh, they, they, it's cool because they just got their franchise quarterback in Brock Purdy. Yeah. Okay. In everybody's mind, they're just swapping the two. Well, oh, we just drafted Brock Purdy in the first round. That's the way we look at it. So if they really spent three first round picks on Brock Purdy, people would actually care that he was throwing this many picks. I think. Maybe not. Maybe seven Maybe games is it. Seven games. Enough quarterback for now. What is the real story of this team at this point in the offseason, in your opinion? Jesse? I think it's the I think it's the depth yeah. in the trenches specifically. I don't know about you, Grant, but for me, my experience in those five practices was the defensive line was dominating the offensive line. Especially when we got to the, like the second unit and that type of stuff. Yeah. But that second unit defensive line couldn't even get home in that Raider game. But like one time. Mm -hmm. So then the question becomes, well, if the second unit defensive line is that bad, potentially, how bad really is the second unit offensive line? And if any of those guys have to play, how much trouble are they in? I think for me, I know everybody's going to be talking quarterback, looking at quarterback on, on Saturday, all those things. For me, I'm going to really pay attention to both offensive and defensive line depth in particular, not the starters. If the starters play, I think they'll be fine. But what do those second units look like, especially defensive line? Because offensive line, in order for a second unit player to play, somebody has to get injured. But defensive line, they rotate through all game long. These guys are going to play 10, 15% of the snaps all year long. And if they can't do anything with them, then that's not a good look. The 49ers have been built on depth and talent. Right now, they have the talent. The question is, do they have the depth? And that, to me, is the storyline as we finish out these preseason games. I want to see it. Depth is good. I want to be more specific. Depth is a big thing. And I know it's a, uh, 
Very important. I want to get a little bit more specific with my answer. Yours is yeah. great. I was going to go with Dev. Offensive line. Like we're way too focused on quarterback. Mm-hmm. I feel like this offensive line is a huge problem. It was every single offensive lineman who played in that Raider game was awful, except for maybe Il Manning, the undrafted rookie free agent who was 6'2 and plays left tackle. I don't know he's going to play left tackle in a real game, but right now he looks promising kind of if he, I don't know. But anyway. Il Manning and Watson is, both look better than Jalen Moore. Like, let's just be clear about that to me. Yeah, but uh, Nick Zakel, woof. Uh, Jalen Moore, woof. De Feliciano, yikes. Um, J- uh, Jason Poe, no. Poe, no. <laughs> and then Matt Pryor, absolutely oh, not. Matt Pryor, oh, no, no. Absolutely not. And, th- and we didn't even see the starters. I don't know, man. I, I I feel like we've been the Niners have been blaming their quarterbacks for their injuries for years, but it's such an offensive line issue. And the offensive line is not better than it was last year. I mean, Colton McKivitz, no. As from what I've seen, I mean he got beat twice today on one on ones. No. I, I don't like this offense. I'm I think the Niners are really cavalier about it. They always like try to convince I almost, almost feel like they like talk to pro football focus and you're like, man, can you like pump up our numbers a little bit so people think we have a good offensive line. Like, no, it's not good. I'm concerned about this offensive line. I, uh, you know, one thing I, I haven't put into consideration until just kind of over the last 24 hours trying to think this through. So one of the statements I've made all off season is that even if McKivitz is a downgrade from McGlinchey last year, that the offensive line can be better because the three interior guys can take a step forward which I think is logical in their second season starting. One thing I haven't considered, and I don't think a lot of people have considered because of how great he is, Trent Williams is starting to age. And I'm not going to say, I'm certainly not saying he's falling off a cliff. He still could be the best left tackle in the game. But what if he regresses 5%, which I think is possible as well? What does that do to the offensive line? Like that, Absolutely. I don't think that's something that we've really talked about this offseason. I mean, I didn't see this today, but uh, it was Matt Barrows who said he saw Robert Beal beat Trent Williams for a sack during 11 on 11s. Matt Barrows knows what he's looking at. I believe him. It's hard to see everything. He saw it. Someone else said they saw Trent Williams get put on the ground by a spin move in the Raiders. Henderson. Yeah. I didn't see that, but a lot's happening at once. So, so you're telling me that Trent Williams gave up a sack to a rookie fifth round pick who just started practicing a few days ago? And I watched Robert Beal today in one-on-ones. He didn't beat anyone. So what is that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's he still maybe maybe he's just maybe. as good as ever. But I, I do think that at his age, it is possible that a 5% drop-off, I mean, it's, it's still going to be a hell of a player, but 5%, I mean, then maybe that's enough to not cover some of the problem areas on this offensive line the way it would be in the past. Absolutely, man. So depth... But I feel like the offensive line is such a scary place to be weak because it really handicaps what the quarterbacks can do. And the quarterback is the most important position. So it almost feels like the offensive line is the most important position. Like, how how can they really succeed if they're getting sacked this much? And you already saw it. Like, Trey Lance got sacked four times and a half, and everyone blamed him. Wait till it's Brock. Wait till it's poor little little Brock on the field <laughs> getting hit by the pee. Because everyone talks about him like he's seven, right? Oh, little yeah. Brock out there. Oh, my God. But Trey Lance, he can take it because he's 6'4". 
Just say, wait till that happens. Everyone's going to be pissed at the offensive line at that point. Yeah. Potentially. I wasn't making fun of Brock. I was making fun of how people talk about Brock. Yeah, they do. People always act like Brock's their little brother. Yeah, they do. He's not your little brother. He's your big guy. Bro. Bro. He's my little bro. I like talking in uh, preview man voice sometimes. (laughs) You should read your bet US thing, preview man. (laughs) One desire. Hold on. <laughs> Where to coach that? Matt Gillum says the Niners, great starters, except uh, quarterback have no depth on the lines. I don't think this is a Super Bowl team. I predict the wheels will fall off this season. Okay, one more thing. Let's name the 10 best players in the team. Let's go through it real quick. Offense, defense. You got McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, uh, Kittle. Kittle, Trent Williams. Then on defense, you got uh, Bosa. Bosa, Hargrave, Warner. Armstead, Warner. Um, Hufunga. Hafunga. I okay. put Charvarius so, Ward ahead of uh, Armstead personally as well. Okay, fair enough. Let's do that. How many of those players are getting better? Ayuk. Hafunga. Hafunga. Two of the ten. Yeah. This team has been around. Yeah. You can't say that many of their best players are getting better. Are they getting worse? They're either getting better or getting worse, right? Now, they're they're coming from a very... A very lofty spot, but they're getting older. There's injury questions. I'm curious, like, when is this all going to fall apart? It may not be this year, but we'll see. Yeah, the, I mean, the players for me are Kittle, CMC, Trent Williams. Debo. Those are the three that I, yeah, and D, I mean, Debo can, I mean, do, we need to see a second season, first of all, but yeah, to me, the three that are established for sure, oh. and we know they're great. Those are the three that sure. could drop off at any point. I mean, Kittle, the way he's played physically, he's now what thirty. CMC's twenty seven. That's when running backs really. I mean, look at Ezekiel Elliott. Twenty seven was like the number, and then yep. Trent Williams, what thirty five, thirty six. Like mm-hmm. we're not getting better at that age. We're we're declining slowly. So yeah, it could so. happen. Quickly. Arm said declining slowly, like Hargrave. Probably declining slowly. Bosa? Yeah. Bosa's getting better. Probably. Yeah. I, I don't know if he can get better than defensive player of the year, but I, I think he can maintain at the very least. Like, he, he can stay here, right? I don't know if he's getting better, but I don't know if he has to get better either. <laughs> yeah. D-Flow says, are y'all going to watch Messi win the championship? No. I don't care about soccer. Sorry. I played soccer, and I don't care about soccer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matthew Sanders says drafted too high, poorest O-line, successful, only at a small school, no support from the front office, early injuries, no leadership, Alex Smith or Trey Lance. Drafted too high, poorest O-line, successful, only at a small school, no support from the front office, early injuries, no leadership. Uh, The only difference is that I think Trey's was multiplied by three because he was traded up for, but Alex was the number one pick, and he was picked ahead of Aaron Rodgers, and that really crushed him. Yeah, Brooks says, imagine $400 million per year for Diet Jimmy P. <laughs> Shake my head. Double B Studio says, when Lowell said you had a uh, you had a face, I laughed so hard. You got a face. <laughs> I'm like, what did I, what did I do? That's, is that what he would the, say when you were a kid? He'd call you by your middle name, too? You got a no, face. My mom, my mom would do that. My mom would do that. Middle name, yeah. Middle, oh, yeah. Once she said the middle name, I was fucked. Like, Saul Goodman says, all this preseason drama just to get Kirk. No. <laughs> No, he'll be 36. No, we need to for start our, our Kirk for pre, for QB1 2024 posters. Now is the campaign. It's campaign season. No one <laughs> wants that. 
For Life Niner says, Kyle Shannon said, here, Trey, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of pass plays so we can see what Jeff Christensen taught you. Oh. Oh, jeez. Oh. oh. I, I, you tell me. Ariel Alberto says, how come you argued about Kyle calling run for Lance last year and after the Raider game complain when Kyle called for more pass plays, you complain? Okay, Ariel, let me try again. I'm talking about handoffs. Handing, where you take the ball, you turn, and you give it to someone else, and then he runs with it. It's really easy to do. The Niners do it a lot. Usually the Niners quarterbacks do that more than they throw. Like the main thing Niners quarterbacks do most of the time is handoff. I thought it was weird that he's the one guy that doesn't get that. He never gets the handoff. He either throws or he's the one who runs. Go look at his starts. The only the one game he freaking won is the one game he got the handoff to Elijah Mitchell 20-something times. Oh, yeah, that's because that's how the Niners win games. It's true. Sorry, I got worked up. Dave Dove Autoglass says, over under two interceptions, Brock Purdy Thursday practice. Under. And yeah, two, I'll, I'll, you can break even. You have to do one and a half. That's the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll go under. That's Chris how Bayou says it. Yeah. <laughs> Was he tipping plays like the all-world starter? That O-line is the biggest liability on this team. And the thing is, you can't really judge the O-line in practice. It always goes under the radar because it's not sure. the quarterback isn't getting hurt. The quarterback isn't getting hit. Once that, once Brock Purdy, once Whittle Brock gets hit one Whittle time, he, <laughs> whoever gave up that hit is going to get crushed by everyone in the media. Sorry. Gregory Chastang says, love the show. Big Trey fan. Can't throw him out there with a bunch of backups and expect him to shine, especially no run game. Nah, man, the backups were great in that game. They all really set him up for success. Bass Spokane Niner fan says, what percentage of the league do you think is going to use or believe the Trent shows tells of the play this year, or is that not an issue anymore? I don't know if it's an issue. You don't think coaches are looking for that? I think coaches are looking for that. The Bears talked about it week one. The the rookie that got a sack, and I think he only had one sack the whole year, and it happened to be week one against the 49ers, (laughs) said... That it's because Trent Williams was tipping plays. Like, I don't know why it was like such a big deal when I brought it up six weeks later and said he's still doing it. When the Bears player who got one sack all season said the reason he got the sack is because Trent Williams was tipping plays. But when I bring it up, I'm the spawn of Satan, I guess. I don't know. That was so weird to me. Brooks uh, says, was that the Ken Kniff voice from the Slim Shady LP? <laughs> Ken Kniff. <laughs> Man, you got to be 35 to understand that one. That's the show. We want to thank BetUS and Ken Kniff especially for their unwavering support of this great show. Jesse, great to see you. You were terrific. Thank you, sir. You What too. are you doing next? Thanks. You're smart. People like you. You're good looking. Uh, I've got got a call in show at around 915 Eastern. So about 45 minutes. Tap in at last second sports. Call in. Sound off. Let's talk. See you guys.